You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming to you from the 12th floor in 50-pin place in Oklahoma City, home of such great radio stations as 1340 The Game, News Radio 1000 KTOK, the legendary KJ103, and the legendary Twister, and one of my personal favorites when I need to chill, 94.7 The Brew. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., saying welcome to the Locked on Thunder podcast for the 16th of August. And thank you so much for making us a part of your day. Coming up today on the podcast, we will be talking about Russell Westbrook and his odds to win MVP. We'll follow up on yesterday's topic. And I'll tell you what ESPN host thinks Russell Westbrook will be the MVP and why this guy's logic ultimately works against Russell Westbrook doing that. That's segment number one. Plus, we'll discuss the odds of Kevin Durant coming back to Oklahoma City. ESPN's panel of analysts and free agent experts looked at some of the big-name free agents that are going to be on the market next year. What did they say about Kevin Durant? and maybe some of the other free agents that might have a chance of coming here we'll discuss. In segment two, we'll take a look at Carmelo Anthony and decide whether or not he is going to be better in Houston than he was with the Knicks or even in Oklahoma City. Also, why it's not good for everybody to think like Kobe Bryant and Nick Saban. And then we'll wrap things up today, and I will tell you all about Derrick Rose and why it's better to be him than Russell Westbrook. My name's Eric G. I'm a contributor slash reporter for 1340 The Game here in Oklahoma City and News Radio 1000 KTOK. I've done radio in Oklahoma City now for a few years and hosted a ton of Thunder Post games and maybe hosting some Thunder pregames. We'll just give you a little hint there. And uh, I also contribute to Thunder Digest. And if you like what you hear, please go to LockedOnThunder.com where we have all our podcast archived, as well as video and audio from players, coaches, and front office personnel. Yesterday, we told you on the Locked on Thunder podcast that Russell Westbrook had 14 to 1 odds to win the MVP. Jalen Rose thinks Russell Westbrook will, in fact, win the MVP. Now, I gave you some guys that I thought were what I call smart money or good money, guys that had... Worse odds than Russell Westbrook, but it wouldn't be illogical to bet on them, and you could make a ton of money in Vegas. Like Victor Oladipo, just for example, Victor Oladipo sitting at 100-1, to I say go bet on Victor Oladipo to win the MVP because I think he is a voter's dream. Traded from Oklahoma City, earns the most improved player award. If he has another fantastic year like he did this year and the Pacers get better, you know the voters are going to go nuts over him. So why not lay some money on Victor Oladipo, former Oklahoma City Thunder? Now, when it comes to Russell Westbrook, Jalen Rose, like me, does think that the Thunder are going to be better this year than they were last year. And like me, Jalen Rose believes that the Thunder are going to finish third in the Western Conference. And if the Thunder do that, and Russell Westbrook averages a triple-double for the third straight year then Jalen Rose believes that the voters will have no choice but to put him as the MVP. Reiterating what I said 
from yesterday, although I would really like you to go back and listen to yesterday's podcast if you haven't, I believe that LeBron fatigue, which is what has happened the last few years, because there's always that argument that LeBron James can be voted the MVP every year, is now turning into LeBron guilt. So if LeBron takes this nutso bunch in Los Angeles to the playoffs and they finish higher than seventh place, he'll be an overwhelming MVP. He'll, he'll win the MVP overwhelmingly is, is, is how it should be put. But that's what I think is going to happen with LeBron James. Going back to Russell Westbrook and what Jalen Rose said about averaging the triple-double for the third straight year that works against Russell Westbrook because even if the Thunder are better and Russell Westbrook has made Paul George a featured part of the offense and the Thunder get lucky enough to get that three-point production out of Jeremy Grant, which they sorely need, or somebody else on the bench or in the starting five can somehow produce scoring-wise and Russell Westbrook is racking up a lot of assists, the problem with Russ, and it's the same old song and dance, is that there's just this perception if he gets a triple-double, then he's being selfish. And people will go back to what Carmelo Anthony said, and Russ will be called a stats guy. And because Russ is a stats guy, then somehow those aren't any more real, or those aren't more real than what LeBron James is doing, so Russ can't win the MVP. It's almost as if, as weird as this sounds, what Russell Westbrook has to do is make the Thunder better, put them in the top three in the Western Conference, make sure that Paul George's numbers go up from what they did last year, not average a triple-double, get close, but not have it all, not average it all the way, come up short, and it has to be rebounds. Rebounds has to be the stat that Russ has to come up short on because he's a point guard and, wow, even though we're in positionless basketball and even though he's a great athlete, Russell Westbrook shouldn't be getting rebounds. Those should be going to Steven Adams. And Steven Adams gets out of the way, yada, yada, yada. If Russell Westbrook can average a double-double and get close on rebounds and make Steven Adams, and, and Steven Adams has a career year and Paul George has a career year, then Russell Westbrook would be the MVP of the NBA. Or at worst, he would finish no worse than third because you have to figure that James Harden, because he won it last year, won't win it again this year. He won't go back-to-back, but he'll still get a lot of votes if he has an incredible season. And Houston is second in a tight battle in the Western Conference with Golden State. Kevin Durant's going to get a lot of consideration, especially if Golden State just runs away with the Western Conference and if his numbers are close to what LeBron's are then he'll get consideration it's going to be it's going to be an interesting discussion ultimately I think LeBron wins it I just think that people are going to give it to him whether he deserves it or not and and we've already said every year he deserves it but even if you can make the argument for Durant Westbrook Giannis Antetokounmpo Somebody else like Victor Oladipo. Um, if Kyrie Irving has a great year, ultimately this this award is LeBron James's to lose. Now, Kevin Durant. There has been some talk about Kevin Durant coming back to Oklahoma City. So ESPN had their panel of experts 
look at the odds and see just how realistic it might be for KD to come back to Oklahoma City. And it was sitting at 3%, which is about what I put it. I love Chris Mannix's theory, but about 3% is where the experts have it. And they also have Clay Thompson going back to Golden State and essentially that team staying together to be the NBA's next great dynasty. And then they may very well be. But if Kevin Durant decides that it's not working in Golden State or he did what he came to do, which is win a few championships, grab a few finals MVPs, submit his legacy, then he could start looking at Oklahoma City as a realistic possibility. And what would it take for him to come back here? Well, one, does he have any Paul George in him? Meaning, does Kevin Durant feel like there's unfinished business in Oklahoma City? And does it mean that much to Kevin Durant to win a championship for this town? To win a championship as a member of the Thunder organization, what does that mean to Kevin Durant? And and if, if you're just asking me, I don't think Kevin Durant, I don't think it means that much to him to win a championship in Oklahoma City. I think Kevin Durant ultimately wanted to ring showed us that he wanted a ring and went to the place where he felt he could get that the easiest and the quickest. The other thing that would have to happen, and I don't know how you solve this because I don't care how well Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook are getting along, there has to be some sort of acknowledgement on Kevin's part that this is Russell Westbrook's organization. He's the face of the organization. The fans are going to love him more than they're going to love you because you left And ultimately, the organization is going to do everything they can to not only promote Russell Westbrook, but build this team around Russell Westbrook. That doesn't mean that Kevin Durant couldn't come back here and make things work with Russ and then get get along well enough to just go out and win a championship with Paul George. They very well could. But Kevin Durant's going to have to bend a lot more than he probably wants to bend at this point in his career, and I just don't see it happening. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G., your gracious and humble host. Coming up next in the Locked on Thunder podcast, I'll tell you why not everyone can or should try and think like Kobe Bryant or Nick Saban. It's all right here on LOT. Your one-stop shop for everything sports is the Locked On Podcast Network. It's local experts covering the biggest stories, guys who are entrenched with the teams that they cover. So when you tell Alexa, hey, let me listen to Locked On Clippers, you're going to get guys that cover the Clippers and probably bleed their colors. The same with the Lakers and the Cubs and everybody else in the Locked On Podcast Network. And we are expanding our coverage to college starting this Monday. So if you're a college sports fan, you can get all the Locked On podcasts at LockedOnSports.com and the other place that I mentioned. And one plug-in, want to get one more plug-in, I will be hosting Locked On Sooners starting this Monday as well as the Locked On Thunder podcast. So there we go. All right, now that I've got that in, Carmelo Anthony will not work out as well as Mike D'Antoni wants him to work in Houston. Mike D'Antoni is saying all the right things, talking about how the Knicks traded way too many players, they were in no position to win a championship, and it wore on Carmelo Anthony, and it wore on him, and ultimately Carmelo Anthony 
threw down the gauntlet to, to the Knicks organization and said, D'Antoni's got to go. Well, these guys being professional can at least work together. I always say that, 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 that perf- if you're a professional athlete, you can work with somebody you don't like if you have a common goal. And that's where Mike D'Antoni's a little bit fuzzy about Carmelo Anthony. Because are you going to be able to convince Carmelo Anthony to take on a role that you want him to take because he wasn't willing to do that here in Oklahoma City? Or if he did it, it was very begrudgingly. The advantage that Mike D'Antoni has that the Oklahoma City Thunder didn't have when it came to Carmelo Anthony is simply this. Carmelo's going to go through another couple of months of a season. And if it's not working in Houston, after having a year of it not working in Oklahoma City, then maybe the light switch goes off for Carmelo Anthony or goes on for Carmelo Anthony, and he realizes he's going to have to adapt to whatever this team wants him to adapt to. Now, there's a very good shot that Carmelo Anthony is going to be doing what he did in New York, or he's going to be playing more that style. And you have to think, because it would only make sense, that for Carmelo Anthony to end up in Houston after having, in what at times seemed like a miserable season for him here in Oklahoma City, they've had that conversation. So everybody should be on the same page. It could work. I'm skeptical of it working because I don't know where Carmelo Anthony is mentally. I hope for Mike D'Antoni's sake that this doesn't seek him. But even if it doesn't work out, Houston's still going to be pretty darn good, even though they got rid of Trevor Ariza. And this team, unless something strange happens, even if Carmelo Anthony has a crappy year again, should ultimately finish second in the Western Conference. Not everyone could or should be like Kobe Bryant or Nick Saban. What do I mean by that? Last night I'm watching ESPN and they're doing training days with Alabama and Alabama invited Kobe Bryant down to speak to their players. And Kobe gave them a great speech and everybody was inspired. The big thing, the big reason Kobe was there is so ESPN could get him and Nick Saban on camera talking to each other. And both of these guys are cut from the exact same cloth. The only thing that makes sense to them, the only thing worth doing in life is to be great and to be great at everything you do. And it got brought up by Kobe Bryant that one of the one of the things that, that Alabama, or actually was brought up by Nick Saban, not Kobe Bryant, excuse me, was brought up by Nick Saban, that one of the things coaches use to recruit against Alabama when they tell kids, hey, if you go there, you're not going to have any fun. And Nick Saban laughs at that because in his words or his world, the only way you can really have fun is to be great. Same with Kobe Bryant. And Kobe even brought up uh, Nadia Komenich. That, that she felt that way because people thought she gave up her childhood. She's like, I'm cool with it. I got to see a lot of cool countries, and I was the best at doing something to me that was fun. All that's great for them, but not everybody can be them, not just from an athletic standpoint, but from a mentality standpoint. And for a lot of guys, the fun has to come first. And if you're having fun doing what you're doing, then... You can build on that foundation and figure out how to be great from there. Not everyone needs to think like Kobe Bryant to be successful. And that's part of Kobe Bryant's problem. It's also part of Russell Westbrook's problem. 
is that they believe everyone should think exactly as they do. And if you think exactly as they do, and every day you're trying to achieve greatness, you can't help but at least get close. A lot of people can't do that because it's tough. Well, and that's that's somewhat of an understatement. It's so mentally taxing to think that way that eventually you get worn down and it's not worth it and you're stressed out and you can't do what you need to do. And ultimately, what's that old saying? Pressure burst pipes, which is one of the things Mike D'Antoni said in his interview with USA Today. The pressure burst the pipes at the Knicks because everybody thought you bring in Carmelo Anthony, you're going to win a championship, and it didn't work out. Some t- some people, and I fall into this category, got to be loose. Got to be a loose atmosphere, or at least it's got to be laid back. It doesn't have to be loose, but I'm not a big bullying fan. I'm not a big like hazing or practical jokes guy. I just want to come in, do my job, get along with everyone, and call it good. Different people function in different atmospheres and they're and Kobe Bryant and Nick Saban don't understand that and if somebody says to you you're not going to have any fun in Alabama and you're a guy that wants to have fun then don't go to Alabama go someplace where you think it's going to be a little bit more fun and who knows what you might accomplish but for Kobe Bryant and Nick Saban just to rule out that well if you're having fun first you can't win a championship I call that crap I've seen a lot of programs especially in college win championships by having fun And one that's won a lot of them, maybe not national championships, is a school like Boise State. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Coming up next, why it's better to be Derrick Rose than it is Russell Westbrook. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. Go to LockedOnThunder.com for all our podcasts, which are archived there. Nice, neat for you. And they've got all these great pictures. It's a good-looking website. I like it, but it's chock full of podcasts. And we also have video and audio from players and coaches. It's your one-stop shop for everything Thunder. That is LockedOnThunder.com. And don't forget about the Locked On Podcast Network at LockedOnSports.com for NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and coming this Monday, college podcast. It's all part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is, in fact, better to be Derrick Rose than it is Russell Westbrook. And I know you're... You're, you're thinking I'm nuts here because Derrick Rose. I mean, this guy can barely play. He's a backup. He's playing for league minimum. He, he's, he's been hurt too often, and his legacy is tarnished while Russell Westbrook's still building those or still building his. It's a very valid argument. But Derrick Rose, unlike Russell Westbrook, is the fifth highest paid sneaker endorser in the NBA. Yeah, I said that right. Derrick Rose... Behind James Harden, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and LeBron James. That's Derrick Rose. Why is Derrick Rose so so rich off sneakers? It's because 70% of his sneakers are being bought in China. Now, Russ, trying to get in on that market, went to Asia, went to Tokyo, went to China, doing everything he can to sell his brand. But Derrick Rose, just by making a trip there in 2011, endeared himself to the Chinese fans. And he is seen as the second most important bull to Michael Jordan. Not even Scottie Pippen. Not even Scottie Pippen, according to the Chinese basketball fan, is more important than Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose even had the most anticipated shoe release in 
of any NBA player this year in China, and that includes Russell Westbrook. So despite the fact that Derrick Rose isn't anywhere close to what he used to be, and we're looking at his career being on the downside, he certainly made the most of it, and there's at least one country where he can't do anything wrong. He's more beloved there than he ever was in Chicago, and certainly more beloved there than he is in Minnesota or when he was in New York. Doesn't matter how much Derrick Rose screws up, China loves him because he simply paid them a visit. And maybe things start to pay off for Russell Westbrook because he paid them a visit, and Russ is so Russ is already worldwide popular, and he's got that cool factor going on. Maybe Russ can actually leapfrog Derrick Rose, but dude, I am impressed. I'm impressed that even now, you're the number five highest paid sneaker endorser. Derrick Rose, salute of the week. And congratulations to Kobe Bryant for making a mockery of college yet again. Kobe Bryant takes a $2 million, or excuse me, a $6 million investment in Body Armor Sports Drink, and that's now worth $200 million. Congratulations. Only Kobe Bryant can go straight from college to the NBA and become a Hall of Famer, not have any college at all, although I wouldn't be surprised if Kobe took some classes, but knew how to spend his money wisely enough. Well, I guess LeBron did it. Kevin Garnett did it too. But hey, I'll the, the, the bad thing about all this is that somebody is going to see, well, Kobe didn't go to college. And he was able to turn his money into all this. Ah, not so fast. Kobe's very smart. Listen to him talk. The dude sounds like he has multiple degrees. If that's not you, if you are not Kobe Bryant, whether you play basketball or whether you're just Joe College like I was, take the step, go to school, learn how how to invest. Because... uh, There's just way too many athletes out there that make bad investments and way too many people in general. But Kobe's still an example to us all if we don't want to go to class. Although I wouldn't follow that example, if that makes any sense. That wraps up today's Locked on Thunder podcast. I'm Eric G. We'll be back tomorrow for the weekend episode of LOT. And until tomorrow, everybody love everybody and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team Every day.